All right, Tim, we are back with the Friday bonus edition of the Not Dead Appetite for Construction podcast. Yeah, we melded the two. We aren't dead yet, but it is the Appetite for Construction rebrand podcast bonus section or whatever you want to call it. But it is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Danielle Twig Brown on, and she talked about mental health, which is a big, yeah. important thing in our industry and just in general to talk about um, keeping your brain happy and functioning as best it can and and uh, just, you know, being healthy. Keeping our stress levels down and... Um before we jumped on the podcast, we jo- we were joking about me not having a stressful morning and you having a stressful morning. It's it's those little things that you know if we jump out of bed and suddenly the day's already starting off kind of stressful, kind of downhill from there unless you really kind of adjust your parameters in your mind. And um, I know in your case it's just a cat, but <laughs> uh, so you know we wanted to talk today about just uh, physical health. Um, you mentioned on the last podcast you had some tests coming up. You have one actually today and yeah, you're a couple hours. Dare I say taking your health more seriously now, Tim? I guess I've always taken my health kind of seriously. I've just never been one of these people that feel the need or the urge to every time I have a boo-boo or an ouchie want to run to get it checked out or and part of me is <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a frugal damn person. My wife yells at me, oh, spend the money. We've got, you know, we've got healthcare accounts. We've got great insurance. You know, it's, it's all right. So I just come to the realization at 55 that I do need to take care, better care of myself with whatever life I have left. I, I'd like a good 30 years left. I don't know if I'll have that, but I feel the only way to do that is, you know, to really start taking my health seriously with the annual screenings and the blood work and the appointments to, just make sure everything's the tickers ticking right, the lungs are breathing right, and you know all the parts and pieces are working right. Uh, one of the things I've been doing is is walking more because I see mm-hmm. some trade shows down the <laughs> down the road on the horizon, and I'm like, shit, I gotta be walking like at least fifteen thousand steps. And you know, when you work from home, you get maybe <laughs> two thousand. I'm like, I gotta up that in the next you know couple weeks. So yeah. Um, I take these walks at night. I ask the family to come with me and I get this. Oh, come on, dad. I got this. Ah, I got to look at my TikTok. Ah, it's not easy. But then I'm like, well, how many steps did you have? And, you know, they go to school and then they have like yeah. dance and basketball. And they're like, oh, I'm at like, you know, 20,000 steps. <laughs> yeah. And, and you and I, you know, we work in a home office. So, you know, I'm up and walking all day long a lot um, or I'll run a couple errands, but you know, I've got an 8,000 step. Um, that's my goal every day. And I'm usually at about 10,000. I try to get to 10,000 actually. So, uh, mm-hmm. but you're right. Trade shows were 15, 20, sometimes 25,000 steps in a day. And so you got to kind of prep your body for that. So it doesn't, you know, the day after you're like, Oh God, I can't, I've got three more days of this shit. Oh, well, I went, I went last night. The four of us went as a family at about, gosh, was it nine o'clock or something? And I like to go at night because you don't have to see any of my neighbors or people walking around. I have to actually talk to them. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> anyway, um, so, You're that neighbor. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so it reminded me, I was walking, uh, my, my next door neighbor who's very nice. They're very kind people. And they, I saw they threw away their, um, their Christmas tree and it was sitting on the parkway. And it reminded me of a story. I told you this once before, but, um, back in, gosh, it was a freshman year in high school. We would go down to the end of the block and just kind of loiter at our friend's house to see if we get a ride to school. And sometimes they would give us a ride if they had the room. And sometimes they would just say, you know, sorry, you got to walk. And uh, in this one particular time, we were sitting in the in the house and the mom said, hey, can you guys, you know, me and my other buddy, can you guys grab one end of the, the tree? We got we to gotta get rid of it, throw it out, and put it on the parkway. And we're like, oh, yeah, sure, you know, why not? We're just sitting here waiting. And so we grab each end and walk out. And then for some reason, we decide, you know what? We're going to plant the tree. Now, by planting it, there was maybe a foot of snow on the ground at that time in mid-January or whenever it was, early January. And there were two pine trees about the same height uh, along the side of their house. And we just plunked this one right in the middle between both of them. And we would drive by that every day and see that tree sitting there probably until April when the snow had all melted and the tree just fell down and went, and uh, (laughs) they finally figured it out. Like, dang, we don't have three pine trees on the side. We, you know, had two, but there's, there's the one that fell over. There's last year's Christmas tree. And it kind of, I was surprised it kind of kept its color for that long. And, And then when it, you know, had fallen over it, it turned a little bit, turned a little brown, but really quick, you've got you've said it twice now, and I'm thanking our audience because I know I am. What do you mean you're putting it on the parkway? Do you mean putting it out by the street? Yeah, the street, okay. a little strip of of land between your front yard and the sidewalk. Well, it's it's the sidewalks in between your your front yard and and the street. So the right. so the parkway is between the street and the sidewalk. If okay. you have a sidewalk. And the parkway is usually owned by the the, the, the city. city, the village, or the municipality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You kept, you said it twice. I was like, parkway. Does he just mean street, or is he he rich and fancy and lives on some big long parkway yeah. or something? That's right. I live on a causeway. <laughs> I yeah. know where you live, John. I've been to your house many times. Yeah. I don't know of a parkway. I know of a Fox Point, but I'm not sure of a parkway. Real mm. quick, back to the health issues. Do you get your yearly checkups? Do you have you had a stress test? Call you've had a colonoscopy in the last year or two, haven't you? Yeah, I um, I have gone the last couple of years. Yeah, we're both in our fifties, and I feel mm-hmm. like at the age of fifty two, my health started um, just kind of. I started getting health issues. Um, <laughs> stuff, you know, it's hard to talk about <laughs> publicly, but you know, you you wake up in the night more often and you got to pee and you're like, why, why is this? You know? And so last, is it last year in 2000? By the way, don't be embarrassed to talk about That's how we overcome some of these issues is by actually talking about them. Yeah. So in 2021, um, I went to my doctor and he ran some, you know, the whole blood test, the whole, everything. Everything. I even went, when I got my blood drawn, she's like, oh my God, he's really, he's really getting everything checked out. And so the result of that was like, I saw every ologist 
in the medical <laughs> community. Yeah. So it was like you got to see the urologist, the like you you know the pulmon cardiologist, oh, pulmonologist. Yeah neurologist yeah but you're getting so you're getting all your lipid tests your blood and all you know they're checking below the belt they're checking you know you've gone in for a colonoscopy you've had a heart ekg and those are all things i'm doing i did my colonoscopy a couple years ago and i'm still good with that but doing the stress test the ekg pulmonary test over the next one today one on monday getting that out of the way my all my panels came back pretty good i there were a couple a little bit of a high cholesterol. So they've put me on a little five milligram of Crestor to see how that affects it over the next six to eight weeks. But, um, for the most part, I, I, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape and I don't have any bad issues going on with my body, but lots of family history with, you know, men dying before 60 of heart attacks and, hmm. uh, lung issues. So those are all things that worry me as I'm getting older. So certainly I want to be as proactive as I can, my wife insists that I should have been proactive about 30 years ago and she's probably right, but I I've not let my body get too far out of whack. I'm still within about 20 pounds of what I was in high school. And like I said, don't feel too bad, but I'm not a big guy. So for me, it's, you know, 170 to 180 is pretty normal. And at 510, I, I feel pretty good. Let's just hope the ticker's good and the lungs stay, stay in pretty good shape. When I went back, it was actually the urologist back in 2021. And, you know, they, they have a blood test you can t- take to check your, it's a PSA level, check your prostate. Uh-huh. And the number was in the range of normal. It was a normal range. It was a little elevated. And um, and so, you know, how they check your prostate at the doctor. He's like, do you mind if I check? And I'm like, yeah, go for it. You know, <laughs> so. Can I have a cigarette afterwards? <laughs> so he, I, I'm serious. I he's like just you know bend over, <laughs> place, place your hands on the. Suddenly you're 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 in Fletch, and uh, he did his thing. And I swear to God, his what he said was whoa, <laughs> and that's not something you really want to hear. Like when you're getting checked out by your doctor. And I go what what? And he goes, well, I know why you're peeing more. And I'm like, oh. And he goes, yeah, you have a, you know, enlarged prostate. It's nothing to, I mean, at this age, you know, it's, it's not uncommon that this this happens. So, um, just got to monitor it every, every six months to a year. So, but everything's fine there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've had every test done, um, over this past summer, you know, I was having some health issues, didn't know what it was. It was more related to, um, gastrointestinal and, and digestive stuff. And, and it yep. turns out I had COVID at the time. And so maybe that's what that was doing to my body at the time. But I had every test done there too, and every scan and every... Well, I had pneumonia recently. I had COVID a, a year ago about this time. Um, so that's the other reason we're going through the pulmonary test today, just to make sure that everything's... Because I'm always congested. So I just want to make sure that it's nothing serious. And Hopefully it's not, knock on wood. Well, you said you're congested today, so that's good. It's like, you know, when you bring your car in and you're like, it's got this noise, and then you bring it in, and they're <laughs> like, okay, tell me what the noise is, and it doesn't do the noise. And you're like, yeah. I swear to God, the front right end was squeaking, <laughs> and they're like, I don't hear it, so it's everything's good. Yeah, this is definitely my front end. Um, 
you know, you get back to your um, enlarged prostate. Um, you know, I well, I, the reason I ask is because I think that's one of those things that men just ignore. Yeah. And as the doc said, you know, the easiest way to do is check once a week when you're in the shower. Just, you know, you know what you feel like down there, you know, push a little bit, see if you've got any lumps or you feel any hardness down there. And, um, well, that's, that's different though. That's for testicular cancer. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking underneath there. You can, you can still feel if there's, you know, beneath that area, you can still feel if there's. I never knew that unless you're you're talking something funky. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, most of my issues I've always thought it have been allergies. So um, I'm hoping to find out that's true. And that's what medication's for. And I take an over the counter medication every day for my allergies. So I'm kind of used to that. Yeah. So I'm just looking at a website. I just randomly pulled something up. I had tips on, you know, quick fitness tips. And there's probably like a hundred tips here listed, but it says, Number one is strive for at least 150 minutes of exercise per week. So that's what, 30 minutes per five days a week? Yeah. I think we all could do that, right? I think that's feasible. I, I think the, the, the level, you know, what what's exercise? I would argue that a, a good 30-minute walk is exercise. Anything um, I think that elevates your heart rate. Right. right. Exactly. So the stress count for me, like if... <laughs> Like I see cat. the cat eating a you know the loaf of bread on the counter and my heart rate goes up. I don't think that. And then I'm chasing it around the house. That's yeah. exercise. That yeah. would be considered exercise. Yeah. Cut your coffee calories, Tim. So okay. if you're putting cream or sugar in there, you know I don't put anything in my sh- in my coffee. So I like it black. Yeah. Keep a fitness journal. Um. Pay attention to your thoughts, which could be kind of scary for me. No, but I think this gets back to when we talked to Danielle. I, th- I think we all have, especially this time of year, there can be elevated times of stress, and you need to be cognizant of you know what's going on, and you know find ways to de-stress, uh, yeah, to de-escalate those thoughts. Uh, it says eat the rainbow, so it's just eat healthier and. Mm-hmm. Eat- foods that are closest to their natural state as possible. Yep. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Avoid processed foods. So that's, you know, goes in conjunction with the, the one I just read. Make sure you drink water. Uh, do workouts you enjoy. Incorporate strength training. Don't diet. Look at that. I'm kind of a big believer in that too. I mean, eat healthy and you really don't need to diet. Yeah, make it a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Not a deprivation plan. I, I can get along with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get on board. Take recovery days. Keep healthy snacks. Uh, follow the 80-20 rule. Eat healthy 80% of the time. I'm sure somewhere on there it says limit alcohol. Get an accountability partner. Okay, That's what I have you for, John. I'll have to find one. <laughs> I'll be your accountability partner. Try working out in the morning. Yeah. Track your workout schedule. Eat smaller portions. Eat slowly. Invest in a water bottle. Well, I a lot of this is just common sense, too. Uh, these are things that we've known forever. It's just a matter of incorporating them into your daily activities. Get enough sleep, Tom. 
I so it's funny because that is the one thing that I strive for every night. I wear my I wear a Fitbit, and I I wear a Fitbit for two reasons: one, it tracks my steps, and two, it tracks my sleep. And I am the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up. I grab my phone and I look to see what my sleep was. And maybe I shouldn't do that, but that's what I do almost every single morning. Um, and I average around six thirty, which is about an hour more than I used to twenty years ago. Um, but I have a seven hour goal every night, um, and try to hit 85 as a sleep score. And this week I've had sleep scores between 91 and 88. So I've had a really good, good week of sleep and that makes for extra productivity in the morning about five thirty when I'm opening up my laptop to start sending out emails. All right, so number 79 on the list. Keep alcohol to a minimum. I found it, Tim. 79. It took 79 tips to get to keep alcohol to a minimum. Well, and as you know, I am I like my bourbon. I like my wine. Um, I've kind of told myself over the next couple of months, I'm going to see what it's like to limit my drinking to weekends only. Um, not that I'm a heavy drinker or anything, but... You know, it's not unusual for me to have a glass of wine with every dinner. Maybe a bourbon at eight thirty as I'm watching something on TV. Says if you're going to have a drink, a good choice is red wine. Red wine also has antioxidants, I, making it good for your heart. That's my goal. That's my go-to. I was telling you about the last couple years. Um, you know, I've been going to the doctor and getting tests and stuff, and he's tried to put me on a on some sort of plan. Not necessarily a diet plan, but just, uh, you know, he asked me, he said, you know, what, think of like a, an orangutan or, you know, a smaller monkey. What, what do they eat out in the wild? And I'm like, uh, fruits, nuts, you know, greens. And he's like, exactly. So maybe yep. try that's, you know, where we evolved from. So, you know, try to eat more of that instead of other things. And I said, <laughs> He looked at me as if I was crazy, and I said, but yeah, but if I handed him an ice cream sandwich, do you think the monkey would eat it? <laughs> and he just shook his head, and he's like, I, you're lost, dude. I've lost you. <laughs> but it's true. So, you know, you got a house of kids, and there's snacks. So oh, I, yeah. I don't have the willpower right now to, to say no, but I'm working on it. Well, and we just come off the holidays. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people put resolutions together because for the last two weeks of the year, a lot of us forego any focus on food intake, alcohol intake, and we just do what we do because we're at get-togethers, we're out to eat, we're at parties. It's easy to you know let yourself go the last two weeks. Um, I will say I don't drink that much and if i do it's i don't drink beer anymore i don't drink you know we talked about trade shows that's probably where i'll have like a you know a mixed drink or a cocktail or whiskey yeah, and something be, but you and i will have a bourbon together at some point at one of these trade shows yeah but i don't drink at home i don't drink uh when i go out to restaurants um so i guess that's that's in my favor well my problem is is that i to have a big wine cellar and I collect bourbon. I don't really collect bourbon, but I like to buy bourbon. 
Yeah. And you've seen my bar. You've seen my wine. I, I have a lot of it, and it, it, I feel bad if it doesn't get used. So that's the problem. Um, that's why I always have – I like to invite people over to the house. Cynthia and I like to um, have little soirees, small gatherings where we can you know, use some of the beverages that we have stocked up in the house. So yeah. that's going to be the tough part is, you know, like last night we had a really nice meal, and I was like, ooh, a nice – glass of wine would go good with this, but I told myself I'm not going to, so I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just mind over matter. Well, you know, we, we emphasize health on this, on this bonus edition because we think it's important uh, for a healthy lifestyle. It helps with your, with your, you know, your work. If you're outdoors or you're constantly lifting things or you're, you know, you're on the move, it just, it, it helps. And that also helps. I mean, when you're doing jobs like that, it also, you know, plays into your. Yeah. We talked a lot about that with, with Twig when we talked to her a couple of weeks ago. And I'd be remiss if I didn't once again, talk about the 988 hotline. For those of you that don't know, 988 is a new hotline for crisis and suicide uh, prevention. So if you, if you feel like you have a need to talk to someone, you're feel like you're in a crisis or, emotional distress 988 is the new hotline in in the US to dial much similar to the 911 but it's 988 right on well tim go pass your pulmonary test today i will blow as hard as i can well that sounds good all right everybody have a good weekend